previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. And I realized I had a daughter that I was missing out. You know, when you own your own business, you know, I've worked every day, literally. Stuff I just opened up and worked for two hours. I worked on my wedding day until noon. As I told my wife, no use to waste a whole day. back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. Littles. Roxy. Chuck. Lots of feedback (laughs) Uh from our predicament when we were house guests. Oh, oh. You know what? I've been thinking about this ever since the last episode, and I've been very nervous. Oh, really? I have been because I realized I think I have almost another pumpkin situation. A pumpkin? When what? I stole a pumpkin. But you didn't steal the shampoo. You just used some. I, well, yeah. No, okay, but, but <laughs> it would have been different. Okay, but it would have totally been different if you packed the shampoo. Like if you took the bottle of shampoo. Oh, right. But I definitely had a moment where I thought, oh my gosh, all the littles are never going to let me stay with them. All the ones that have offered because <laughs> now they're like, oh, Roxy's going to take our shampoo. Well. Or they're going to hide it all from me, which is totally fair. Yeah, no, absolutely. Fair, fair, Look, fair. And the replies were all over the place. So it's hard to say like, okay, there's no... Well, all I care about is Brian Moeller. Right. And, and we and Exactly. Amy, and we didn't post a so. survey or anything like that. But most of them were like, no, it's fine. As long as you don't, like they said, just not prescription medications, right, things, right. obvious stuff like that. Right. I guess maybe it's not obvious to some people, but it's obvious to Chuck and Roxy. That's obvious to me. As yes. you just said, Brian Moeller, episode oh. 167, the only one that matters. Yes. He says... No worries on the shampoo. Glad you liked it. Just another perk of our five-star accommodations at Sobriety Hill. Yes. Now, maybe we should explain that. We thought this was funny. Oh, I would love to. So this was awkward, okay, because (laughs) we got in on, what was it, Thursday night? Late. Yeah, late. And we completely... Pretty much everyone was just going to bed. We got yeah, in late. And, yeah. But, you know, the internet was there and we forgot to ask, you know, there's a password or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you could see, and they live pretty much in the middle of nowhere. So there's a few neighbors, but that's it. Right. So the only networks that came up was something that called, said Sobriety Hill. Yeah. And I was like, oh, geez, <laughs> you know, maybe we need to think about what we say or be careful and blah, blah, you know, because we just didn't know. Right. We didn't know. I mean, we knew he was saying we're going to be doing drinking and all that stuff. Right. But, you, you know, I thought maybe a family member. Uh-huh. Who knows? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's when it first came up and it <laughs> kind of got awkward. But then the next day, I forget how it came up, but it came out. I think you asked what the password was. Well, maybe, was, but uh, did the... What it stand for? I, I thought think that, that came out sooner. That happened when we were walking. Right. Going to the Down lake. the hill, I right. think. Okay. Yeah. So later. this is the... Ex- I hope Brian doesn't... I don't think he'll... <laughs> it's so great. Brian, write in if you don't Hate want us. to... <laughs> if it is a problem. Yeah. Um, too late. No, I mean, it's very cute. Okay. So Littles, they live at the top of this hill. And yeah. to get to the lake, you have to go down this really steep hill mm-hmm. to the point where there's like a parking lot. Yeah. It's not that far. No. It's not even a quarter it's of a mile away. across the street. But it's so steep that they park cars down there so that when you get out of the lake, you don't have to walk back up the hill. Yeah. Now, however, we, however, well, that's what they were saying. That's right. what they call it sobriety hill, because by the time you walk up that lake after if you've been drinking out, yes, uh-huh. all day, he's like, you'll be sober by the yeah. time you get to the top walk of the hill. hill. Okay. And it's true. I, well, I don't, I wasn't that out of it. And but I don't, I don't want to toot my own horn here, but I did race Chuck up oh, the yeah, hill. Oh yeah, you did. And oh yeah, I took the car. Killed, yeah, you took the car. I took the car. You all took the car. Yep. Tiny Chuck and I walked Yep. and I ran up and I beat his ass. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so anyway. Well, I'm glad that it wasn't a problem. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Great. Yep. Great. And we've got our own now. 
Yeah, So we yeah. can even bring it for yep. next time. Yep. Oh, there's going to be a next time? Okay, just checking. Well. Well, he said we've said that numerous times now. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. We heard from Rick Franzosa, episode 252. Hi, Choxy. A-B-T-A-H-S question mark, it says. <laughs> Roxy, you were so close to spilling the beans. I was so close to learning another piece of little lore. Denied. Damn you, Chuck. <laughs> now, the thing I'm confused about is we've said this a, a lot we have, on the yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. So I guess you need to, you have to catch up. Yeah, maybe he didn't hear the episode when it was actually. Yeah. I mean, we, it's episodes. We we've said, said it. it a bunch of times. Oh, yes. I mean, not every time, obviously. But I think in the beginning, we actually yeah. said it all out instead of the. Yeah. Is it an acronym? Should we go one more episode? Make him sweat one more episode? <laughs> All right, Rick, you're going to have to wait one more episode. Maybe the next time we get it. We didn't get an email this time from episode 178. Okay. So maybe we'll okay. wait until we get another you know, email. Mm-hmm. We'll, just, we'll let you have it. Okay. We'll yeah. let you know what it is. Uh, I'm a little disappointed, Roxy. Not one correct answer to my name. The Did you have anybody try to no. answer it? No one tried. <laughs> Either they don't like How the game. How long are we going to get the keep this going? Oh, I don't. I think it's done. I think it's <laughs> we could put a fork in. I think we could play. The, I think it'd be a fun game. Maybe when Sid comes on. Okay. Because we have some angry emailers. Me too. About that, but we're going to do that in the email segment later. Maybe we'll, when she comes on, we'll have a different yeah. tune, and I'm guessing it'll probably be easier. But I mean, it can't be too easy because then. Yeah, but it can't be that, Chuck. <laughs> Nobody knows that. Anyone in show business should know. Well, I'm in show business and well, I didn't even know that. Maybe you need to brush up your show business I listening guess so. Broadway show skills. I well, guess. all right, here's here's one more hint. Maybe I'll play it one more time during this episode uh, so you can hear it one more time. But this it so there is cleanup on aisle Chuck here. We've got lots of that this episode. <laughs> but this is one technically, technically it is not a Broadway show. Chuck. No, wait, wait, wait. It is a, well, see, this is what I mean. You have to define what a Broadway show is. All right, here's a perfect it's example. how many seats are in the theater. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, here's, here's, if you said, if someone said, and we're going to come up to this in a second, mm-hmm. the Fantastics. Mm-hmm. Okay, would you say that's a Broadway show? No. Oh, really? I think a lot of people would say, yeah, that's a Broadway show. I think show. because I know. It's a Broadway musical. I think because I know where it played. Okay, well, that's my point. There's a lot of shows that never actually played on Broadway, yeah. but a lot of people consider them Broadway shows. It's like, what's a Disney movie and what's not? Like Anastasia, everyone thinks is a Disney movie, but it's not. Well, no, that's different. It's not produced by Disney. It's not well, a Disney right, movie. right, but everyone okay. thinks it is. Okay, well, that's different. And I think now it's on Disney Plus, too. I guess, though, because <laughs> the Fantastics, things like that, fit into the Broadway, sure. show, Broadway show mold. Yeah. You know, it's a right. Broadway show. Right. Okay, well, this is... In the, the realm of Fantastics. It mm-hmm. never actually played on Broadway here in New York City. Yeah. It has a huge following around the country. It did a national tour, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's a Broadway yeah, show. Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. Right. Just that's your hint. It never actually played in New York City on Broadway. Yeah. No okay. one's ever going to get it. I know. No one. I'm trying. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Let's give it another episode and okay, see. Okay. S- sad news. In, speaking of Broadway world, we lost Tom Jones. Yeah. No, not that Tom Jones. Yes, this Tom Jones. Mm-hmm. He was 95 and he died from cancer. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he teamed up with Harvey Schmidt on the Fantastics. Speaking of, mm-hmm. and the Broadway shows 110 in the Shade and I Do I Do, oh. which is a two-person musical, uh-huh. a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, and he was inducted into the American Hall of Fame, well deserved, in 1998. I had a lot of people posting on this. I was very fortunate. I got to meet him a few times. Mm-hmm. I think Eric Lonergan did a post on it because a lot of people thought it was the other Tom Jones. They right. did not realize it was our Tom Jones. Yeah, how I say sure. It, in the Broadway world, right. 
so I posted a picture of me and him when I got to, it was the closing of Fantastics. Mm-hmm. I was there for that. The yep. second closing, I should say. <laughs> I don't know where to begin with his stuff. He was well beloved in the theater community. A lot of our friends were friends with him because so many people, the Fantastics, I don't think Littles understand maybe what that show has done for so many careers. Yeah. From the opening cast in 1960, that included Jerry Orbach and Rita Gardner. It has employed hundreds and hundred thousands of actors throughout yeah, the years. Yeah. For nearly 42 years, the show chugged along at the 153-seat Sullivan Street Playhouse in Greenwich Village, finally closing there in 2002 after 17,162 performances. Again, not Broadway. That's off-Broadway. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately now, that theater is now a parking garage. Yep. Really sadly. We've gone by it because it's down by where E. Molino's is. Yeah. A victim both of a destroyed downtown after 9-11 and a new post-terrorism edgy mood. So that it you know literally closed yeah, right. not long after 9-11. Right. It did come back for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then in 2006, this is where I mainly know it from, the Fantastics found a new home in the Snapple Theater Center. Uh, it was right below I was on the fourth floor of the Snapple Theater Center. They were on the third floor. And so I got to know all the actors really well, the stage managers, everyone. We would do joint things. We had a joint bowling team. We sure did. The first bowling team in the Broadway show league we had was called... The Fantastic Crime Strikers. I thought it was the perfect crime strike. No, No, the The Fantastic Fantastic Crime Strikers. You're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we won first place that first year. The only year we had the team together, we kicked some butt. 11.30 Uh, every Thursday night. It then closed in 2017, ending the longest-running production of any kind in American history with a total of an astonishing 21,552 performances. Now, I'm still not sure how that was allowed because it took three or four years, and then it came back. So usually that's considered a revival. Right. Kind of like what Mm -hmm. Little Shop of Horrors is doing right now and stuff like that. Maybe just in general, like the show itself. Yeah. But Jones was quoted saying, my mind doesn't grasp it in any way. It's like life itself. You get used to it and you don't notice how extraordinary it is. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for it and I'm astonished by it. Wow. So so RIP Tom Jones. Uh, That was a good run. 95 years old for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really nice guy. Really nice guy. All right, then we had some other uh, interesting things we need to get into. Um, we ha- I can't remember where it came from, but someone quote, I think, tweeted or something and said, did Roxy say spark notes version? <laughs> Please did. discuss. That's all it says. <laughs> Please discuss? What do yeah. you mean? Well, I'm on the side of this tweeter or email, or do, do we even call it tweeting anymore? I don't know. Xing? Xing, <laughs> posting. That's what it says, repost on when you do that now instead of retweet. Right. What's a spark note? You don't know Spark Notes? I've never heard of them. I'm it's, guessing it's like Cliff Notes. It, yeah. So you know what Cliff Notes is, though. Yeah, but I, yeah. Right. So what's Spark Notes then? It's a version of that. It's all very similar, just maybe a different okay. brand coming out with the material. But I'm surprised you knew of both because if yeah. I, I thought, I figured that's what this was, mm-hmm. like a your generation thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I've never heard of them. So now let me ask you a question. You go to a bookstore, what's your go to? Are there differences? Like, would you ask for, what is it called, Spark Notes? Yeah. I've never I'm, even heard of that. I'm not sure if they're, I would assume they're similar because they're basically an abbreviated what, version of whatever book. Right, so I'm asking, I'm wondering, are they different than Cliff Notes? I guess Littles, is that a thing? I think it's just a brand thing. Oh, okay. Different brand. Okay, yeah, I'd never heard of that. Yeah. And when we when you said it, I just passed over it because then I, I did think about it. I thought when I was editing, I'm oh, like, what's that? yeah, I think it's probably just Cliff Notes, uh-huh. but I was wondering the same thing. Okay. At least I thought it was called Spark it's, Notes. It's funny when Roxy and I are sitting at home, things come up and we just make lists. And so this is one of those shows where we have lists. Okay. okay. We don't have that much more time though, Roxy, but we're going to get through these. 
Littles, what's the difference between Google Maps and Maps? Now, we're talking for iPhone users. We get you Android people don't probably understand what this is. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sure they know what Google Maps is. It's a brand thing, I think. Okay. You like Maps. I like Google Maps. What's like the difference? And I don't. You got so mad at me the other day because I was looking something up and you're like, what is that? Well, because you handed, you were like, well, look, and you handed me the phone and I couldn't even understand what I was looking at because it's so. What do you mean? It's it's so easy just to go to maps. It's already one of the pre apps. It's so easy to go to Google maps Yeah, but you had to download different app and all that (laughs) stuff. It's just, and personally, is this going to be like an over, under, smooth, crunchy? Probably. Probably. Littles. I prefer Google Let us know. What do you prefer? Google maps or maps? Mm Mm-hmm. And then we'll find something for the <laughs> Android weirdos to answer because I don't think they can answer that. Well, they probably all use Google Maps. Or actually, that's a good question. Android users, do you have your own little Maps That's already on type the phone. Thing? My <laughs> sisters are going to write in and curse me out for this because they're Android people. Yeah. Okay, so now the point of the story is though, so... He got so mad at me. Well, I got it's mad like, because I this? thought I was going to be looking at Maps because it's so easy. It's and like, I'm like, oh, the well, yeah, then I couldn't find great. it. I couldn't figure... I'm searching all over... <laughs> Because it's different, it looks different, it just acts different, I couldn't do what I normally do, it just was weird. If you took a second to process the screen, then you would figure it out. Uh, I'm not so sure. But what I did process was at the bottom of your phone, Uh the little mail icon that had a red dot with it with a number 276. Oh, good. Today I'm not so bad. 153. Littles. 276 unread emails. And I'm like, I just most threw the- of them is junk, and it just takes well. Obviously, me a, I need to have like a calm, quiet moment where I can go. Wait, what are you up them. to right now? One fifty-three. Uh, whose episode is that? Do we know? I don't well, know. All right, don't worry about it. We should- Littles. Does this not send you into like overload? I literally dropped the phone and threw it at. I'm like, is this, <laughs> is this what you do? So I won't go snooping through your phone because you know if I pick up your phone and I see that you have over fifteen unread emails, I'm gonna freak out oh, and I'm gonna be like, what? One fifty-three is Jamie Armada. Oh, hi, Jamie. So, hey, everyone, go listen to that one. 153, Jamie Armada. Is that, maybe what we'll do. Every episode, we'll see how many unread emails Roxy has. And that'll be our featured podcast episode of the week. That could be good. Maybe we'll do that. I was going to say we'll send him a prize. But, wow. We don't have 276 yet, right? No. No. We're not that high. So, okay. We're not that high yet. But literally 200, and I literally just dropped the phone. I couldn't even, I could not even fathom. I couldn't even look at her phone. (laughs) Couldn't even look at me. And I'm literally like, oh, is this the best way for you to ever know that I'm never going to snoop in your phone? Because I don't even want to touch your phone with that many unread emails. So, drives me crazy. Can't do it. Yep. Anyway, yep. all right. Maybe, all right, we'll see. I think there's a reason why I do that. So but Jamie Armada is the big winner I'm this time. I'm not sure I, that's for another day. All right. <laughs> well, we've got some other things on the list, but it's time. It's definitely time. Yep. Let's get to our Meet the Littles guest. Yep. A lot of fun. Another big time loyal listener. We didn't realize that yeah. at first. So let's get to it. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. <laughs> Hi, this is Cameron Tepitzbay. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. And you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on WTFC Podcast Network. Remember when 
We are being played in this episode by Papa Greg. And this song is called, Why Does It Hurt So Bad? Now, if you like what you hear, you can find all of his stuff on Bandcamp. Just head on over there to papagreg.bandcamp.com or just head to his website, papagreg.com. And that's P-O-P-P-A-G-R-E-G.com. And as always, we will play the full song, Why Does It Hurt So Bad, at the end of the podcast. All you loyal listeners, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy. Yeah, Chuck. Long time one here. Yeah. Loyal listener. Yeah. Just found that out. Uh-huh. Very excited Very about loyal. that. Very mm-hmm. loyal. We're going to get to all of it. So please welcome to the podcast, Larry Shore. Hey, Larry, how's it going? Hi, doing good, Chuck and Roxy. Good to talk to you all. Pleasure's well, thanks ours. thanks for being here. Absolutely. Happy to have you. Loyal listener, we yeah. just found out, so that's great. So yeah. you know how this goes. We just turn it right over to you. Why don't you take a second, introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. All right. I'm Larry Shore. I am the rare breed of a native Washingtonian. I was born in Washington, D.C., where my family's lived for a long, long time. My mom was a native Washingtonian. My dad actually was from up in your neck of the woods, Chuck. He was from Albany. Oh, okay. And they moved to Washington when he was 16 years old. And I was born here in D.C., although when I was about four, we moved out to Montgomery County. We lived in a town called Silver Spring, Maryland, which is a stone's throw from the district line. Yeah. Basically, like you're living in the district, but, you know, was the suburbs and close in suburbs. And that's where we moved to. I grew up in the Washington area. If you live in Washington and you don't work for the government, then you're in business. <laughs> and my grandfather was in the wholesale food business and my father was in the motion picture business. And he worked for Columbia and Universal as a salesman. And then when I was about eight, he opened up his first movie theater. And he had three or four theaters uh, when you know I was growing up. Wow. And I worked for my father and my grandfather. And it's funny because I hear like Ann Hornaday, you know, critics in my house growing up, there was Hitler, Stalin, and movie critics. <laughs> Because you put all this money, you know, and put everything up to play this picture. And then everybody says, you know, don't go see it. Yeah. And then, you know, you get stuck. Mm -hmm. But it was really, it was a fascinating business to work in. And I remember the biggest movie that we ever played was Jaws. And it was incredible. That was something that, that I will never forget. The amount of people that came, it was frightening. It sold out six shows a day. For seven months. Wow. See, Roxy? Yeah. And, <laughs> it was frightening. It's a scary, scary That's not movie. what he's referring to, Roxy. <laughs> well, no, I got to tell you, though, Roxy's right, though, Chuck, because if I ever meet Steven Spielberg, I have a question for him. Were you or are you a fan of old-time radio? Because if you think about that movie, for the first hour, you don't see that shark. So your imagination is conjuring up yeah. whatever terrifies you now i will tell you a trade secret we used to go in the back of the theater and stand there and watch the people jump when the shark came out of the water (laughs) i bet that was fun (laughs) but you know you deal with the public all kinds of crazy things like one time 
I went to close up the theater at night and somebody had taken off all their clothes and it was sound asleep in the movie theater. <laughs> and I went up to him and I said, pardon me there, uh, governor, but uh, we got to go home. <laughs> and he just put his clothes on and went home. It was oh the craziest thing. But by the mid 80s, the business had really changed and the independent theaters were kind of going by the wayside. Mm. And my dad, you know, he sold off the Lance Theater, and that was the end of it. But, you know, I, I still always loved the movie business. I never really got into the stage shows too much, although we all, like everybody, went to see Zero Mostel and Fiddler on the Roof mm. at the National. And one of the other things I did was, you know, my dad loved Jewish music, and I kind of got into it. And in 1980... I started a Jewish radio program here in Washington that ran in various formats for close to 40 years. Wow. The problem is now, because there's no more radio really for that kind of stuff. Right. And the podcast, as you know, they're copyright issues. So where before you could play the records because you were covered by, you know, BMI or ASCAP and you didn't have to worry about it. Right. Now, you know, you get tagged for copyright. Yep. So I did that. I worked on the radio station in high school that we had, and uh, there are a couple of surviving tapes that put my children into hysterics when they hear them because my (laughs) voice was even more high-pitched then than it is now, and they they rather enjoyed that. (laughs) But I also, you know, was always into singing. I sang in the choir in school in the chorus and even got a couple solos, which in the school that I went to in the heart of the baby boom, there were almost 700 people in my graduating class. Wow. Yeah, so if you got solos, you were doing pretty good. Oh, yeah, but then right. that, exactly. I always have led services, and after singing in the professional synagogue choirs for about 30 years, I got ordained as a cantor. So we got a few rabbis on the program. I guess I'm the only cantor, and that led me into, after all the family businesses went away, through we had our own businesses, my wife and I, and She also was a native Washingtonian. Mm -hmm. And we grew up two miles from each other and never knew each other. Met on a blind date. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Now, were you set up? Yeah. A friend of mine was friends with my wife's sister-in-law. She thought we would make a good couple. And I guess she was right because we'll be married 35 years in November. Wow. Congratulations. That's so cool when that stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. We have three kids. One actually just got engaged to be married. And just yesterday, my younger son became a PhD. He he defended his dissertation, and now he's Dr. Shore. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I I grew up with a lot of Italian and Greek kids growing up. (laughs) You know, down here, especially growing up then, it was very southern. The neighborhoods, a lot of neighborhoods were restricted. Only certain people could live there. Mm. And when I, well, I can tell you more about it, but when the times that I've spoken to Tony, when I hear him talk about going to Columbia, I think to myself, when I was growing up, pal, we were only allowed to drive by that place. Mm-hmm. Look, times change, the world changes, yes. and hopefully for the better. And yeah. that's the important thing. Mm-hmm. So now I work for a funeral home and I do a lot of monuments and, you know, learn this whole new business. And then I lead services, you know, most every week, you know, on the Sabbath. And then I do a lot of funeral services for people that need that. And it's very rewarding work because you can really help people when they really need it. Yeah. Also, I started in high school collecting old radio shows, you know, American radio shows. And by the advent of the Internet, I had over 300,000 shows in my collection. Wow. Wow. 
That was how I found you the George M. Cohen program that I sent you. Right. Okay. And I thought to myself, Chuck is never going to find this. Yeah. But he's no, going to really enjoy it. And I really, you know what? That's what I listened to on the 4th of July this year. Yeah. He was a brilliant entertainer. And then, you know, the local thing in Washington, the most famous entertainer to come out of Washington was Al Jolson. Yeah. Who sure. came, you know, from Russia when he was a little kid. But Al Jolson's family lived across the street from my grandfather growing up. Oh. And everybody knew the family. As a matter of fact, Al Jolson's father was not only a rabbi and a cantor, but he was a moil. He was a ritual circumciser. So if you were my grandfather's age bracket, Al Jolson's father circumcised you. Wow. Wow. Okay. Information for life. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you know, Roxy, the important thing of that is that's the operation we only try to get once. Yeah, right. We feel that once is good enough. enough. Mm -hmm. Right. Growing up, so... (laughs) We, you know, grew up diehard sports fans of all Washington teams. And growing up, you know, I was 13 in 1969. So the Senators had got Ted Williams as their manager. Yep. And the Redskins got Vince Lombardi as their coach. Can possibly live any better than that? Really? Two years later, the Senators moved away and Lombardi was dead. (laughs) And that is about how it was because, you know, we got this expansion baseball team to replace the Senators team that became the Twins. And I remember they went to Minnesota and they played in the World Series. And my grandfather was so mad because this team had moved away. But as far as the Redskins, you know, and this is my rule of thumb. The name is its own issue. It's like in the Talmud. This side and that side. And when the Messiah comes, he'll tell us which way to go. Uh (laughs) And... But my rule of thumb, and I don't know if anybody else does this, but if they were the Redskins when the event in question happened, then they're the Redskins. But again, you know, the world changes. So we are all diehard Redskins fans. And my grandparents bought season tickets the first year they came to Washington, 1937. Oh, wow. Season tickets were $6. Not a game, but for the season. Uh, The season was 12 games long, and it was a dollar a game. And I went to all the Redskins games from about 1965 to about 1990. I was in the stands for every game. That's amazing. And then the bullets came from Baltimore. We used to go to Baltimore to see them. But like every native Washingtonian of my age bracket, I hate all the Baltimore teams. (laughs) See, people like Joe Arrow are what we call down here the lost generation. See, the poor things that they didn't have a baseball team. Yeah. 33 years is a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of, and I love baseball. I still love baseball, but not having a team of my own after having one, that was tough. When your team moves away, Mm. there is nothing like it. Yeah. I was 15 when the senators moved away. The biggest bullies in school, the ones who would punch you in the nose just because they liked the sight of blood wept like babies at the lunch table. (laughs) And then we got teased for 30 years. We're getting this team. We're getting that team. We're getting, you know, we got, we got Bupkis. Finally, we got the nationals because I kept looking at the box scores in Montreal. This can't last much longer. Yeah. And then they won the world series. Are you kidding? There was a Broadway play about a guy who sold his soul to the devil (laughs) to see that happen. And it really happened. I never thought I'd see it. I was on the phone in tears with everybody I grew up with till 4.30 the next morning. 
that this had like actually happened. Wow. So that's basically growing up in DC. Yeah. And sadly nice. you didn't get to celebrate really because the next year we didn't really have baseball. So right. no. That was well, the- you know, yeah. we're used to that disappointment down yeah. here. We know how to handle that. <laughs> it's par for the course, is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Right. But the Redskins winning Super Bowl. I cannot tell you, unless you grew up here, and Tony got sort of a taste of it, I cannot tell you how people worship that team. Yeah. It's the truth. The lady that sat behind us, she got her tickets in a divorce settlement. She gave up her house to get the tickets. <laughs> there used to be a law that all the home games were blacked out if they you couldn't see them locally. Right. So Congress got the law changed because all the Congress people were like, well, we want to watch the Redskins. Yeah, right. So they changed the law. As you, do. you know, and growing up, we had great sport writers, and if they were Jewish, we thought that was, you know, the greatest thing. That was mm-hmm. big pride, like Shirley Povich. I know yeah. Tony talks about him. So he lived in the same apartment building as my grandparents. Wow. And one day, I was about 12 years old, and I was walking with my grandfather, and this man comes walking towards us, and he looks familiar. And my grandfather says, what do you say, Shirley? He said, how are you, Meyer? And I thought to myself, all right, hold it. There's Aunt Shirley and there's Shirley Povich, and that ain't Aunt Shirley. <laughs> and then my grand, my grandfather's like, say hello to Mr. Povich, boy. Oh and gosh. I was like, no, no, no. They were heroes. Wow. Great sports writers. Absolutely, they were. And we've got so much more to get into, speaking of sports writers. Yes. You know, one yes. in particular. Uh-huh. But we're going to do that after the break. We'll be right back with... Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Ross. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And Roxy, how great are these stories? I mean, so fascinating. We're here with Larry Shore, and we're going to get into Tony now, because yes. we didn't get there. You mm-hmm. talked about some of the famous sports writers yes. before Tony's generation, because you've been there your whole life. Now, let's get into how did you become a little and start listening to Tony and all that stuff. Okay. So the station went on the air in May of 1992. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, wow, we're going to have an all-sports station what, you know, what a novelty, love sports, so let's listen. So I kind of knew Tony's work because he had done a lot of local television. Way before PTI, he was on a lot with George Michael, who was a sportscaster here in town, and actually was one of the first ones to use taped highlights because they were almost impossible to get back when they were shooting everything on film. So if you waited till 1130 at night, it was the George Michael sports machine. But then... They had Redskins programs and they had Bullets programs on TV and Tony was on a lot of them. There even was a show called Redskins After Dark. Yeah. It came on one o'clock in the morning on Saturday night into Sunday morning. And sure enough, Tony was on there. A guy I went to school with produced that show. Mm -hmm. And I used to watch it because you watched anything about the team. And then they said they're going to have Tony Kornheiser's going to have a show. And I started to listen and thought to myself... You know, he really is good. It's not your run-of-the-mill sports show. Right. But right. one of the rules that he had was you weren't allowed to say, how you doing? Yep. <laughs> if you said, how you doing, you would get this ban from the Tony Kornheiser show. Yes. So calling in, the show would go on the air, and you would call, and they would put you on hold, and then it was your turn. You would talk. Now, every day they had a poll question. You would answer the poll question, but then he kind of gave you free reign. And so I thought to myself, so I gave him a name. I called him Tonala. And I would call up and he'd say, let's talk to Larry. And I'd say, Shalom Aleichem Tonala. 
And that way, I wouldn't say, how you doing? Right. Now, there were a few people at that time that started this wholesale food business. So I was in a truck, and I had, a, you know, one of these cell phones that was as big as a brick. And, you know, would tell the jokes and do, you know, invitations, accents, and stuff like that. And he liked it. And there were a few people that called. There was a guy named Sammy. I don't know who he really was. You would swear that Sammy Davis Jr. was sitting right next to you. <laughs> It was it was crazy. Wow. There was a guy that used to call up and talk about hockey and, and act like they knew what he was talking about. So there were all these things, you know, and, and I would call and it was fun. And the singing, you know, people made up stuff. And the thing was, there was not all the high tech now. This one sings. It was a cappella on the cell phone. Yeah. So only thing I can remember that I did was there was a... um. The whole big thing with uh, Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. Mm-hmm. And Tony was extremely fascinated about this. Yeah. And all I can remember was I wrote a song to the tune of From Fiddler on the Roof to Taylor Mottle Comsoil. Mm-hmm. And all I can remember of it is one verse. So if you want, I'll sing it for you. Yes. Tanya Harding was the klutz, mazel tov, mazel tov. She couldn't triple lutz, mazel tov, mazel tov. They said she lacked decorum. Did she know it was Purim? As Tona Lekornheiser. And that's all I can remember because <laughs> oh it was 30 years ago. Wow. Now, you know what song? So, that's called The Nightmare, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When he, he conjured Beth the, the yeah. first wife. Yeah. Yep. So, one day I call, and I don't remember who the board op was. Maybe it was Gary Braun. I don't remember. And he said, when you go off, he said, give me a number. Tony wants to talk to you. And I said, okay, well, here's the number. So Tony calls me and he says, I need to get a caterer for my daughter's bas mitzvah. (laughs) So I said, well, I think I can help you with that. So I called my late mom and I said, mom, I said, Tony needs a caterer. So she gave me a couple of names and I called the bag and said, here's my phone number at the post and here's my home number. And for a number of years, every so often I would call and, you know, we would schmooze a little bit, but. I haven't spoken to him in at least 10 years. He just, you know, I don't have a cell phone number and the landline sort of faded away. But we do know a lot of the same people. The socialite, Alan Bubis, his grandparents and my grandparents were best friends. Oh, wow. The Jewish community in Washington was pretty small, pretty close-knit back then. It's much larger than it is now. But back then, you know, all the natives knew each other. So I continued to listen to the show, and then depending on what my work situation was, if I could listen or not, but then, of course, once the podcast started, and, you know, I started listening to that, and, you know, of course, it's changed over the years, but study and listen to enough radio, and you'll realize that you can go from Jack Benny and Bing Crosby and every famous radio show. They're not the same at the end as they were at the beginning, and, you know, and that's really what's happened here. You know, Tony... I know one thing. I know that he desperately wanted to work with his son. Yes. That I know. Because he did not have that with his dad. His dad, I believe, worked in the garment center. And Tony really didn't have that. Yeah. And he really, really wanted it. So the podcast gave him the chance to do that. You know, and it's fine. You know, people say stuff on the... I read the Facebook pages. Every so often I write something. And some people get a little evil with that. And I don't think it's right. Yeah. But, you know, some people take this really, really, really seriously. <laughs> and, you know... You could say so, that again. You know, and I, 
keep trying to tell it's a radio show. Yeah. You know? yeah. So basically, you know, that's the whole story. Unless, you know, you have some questions you want to ask you're me. sticking to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. we have questions. Oh, yeah. I'm, don't worry about I'm that. Very, very unexciting. I don't drink and I observe the Sabbath and that keeps me from coming to all the events. True. Gotcha. True. Yeah. Wow. Totally understand. Yep. Well, are you ready for some questions? I'm ready. I mean, they're fun and dumb, so... <laughs> That's me. I'm fun and dumb. All right. Roxy, take it away. All right. I'm going to steal yours, Chuck. What is one movie that you love so much that you'd happily be best friends with another person? <laughs> All right. We set the it? board to zero. I know. I didn't say you that did, right, did you I? No, you didn't ask okay, it correctly. Okay, why don't you no, ask No, no, go ahead. It. Try it again, Roxy. Let's see how <laughs> this goes for you. What is one movie you love so much that you'll be best friends with someone who loves it as much as you? That's not <laughs> <Okay>. it. <laughs> but that's the gist of it. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to send you, I'm going to send Nat and we're buds and we got each other's numbers. Okay. I'm going to send you the time that Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis had to make a radio commercial. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> oh, it was an off the cliff situation. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I, I collect all the try it one more those, time, but you know. I have all those old Friars Club ropes. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, yeah. So cool. The best. Yes. Yep. Yep. Okay, Chuck, do you want to. Nope, nope, nope. Help Go me ahead. Out? No, he got the gist. Okay. Come on, I mean, Roxy. You, you know. can do it. So, what is that movie? Whatever that movie is, what is it? <laughs> You mean the one I that you mean the one that you know you'll be best friends with someone just because they like it as well? Yes. Uh, yeah, that one. Okay. I, I have two Kelly's Heroes. Okay. And a soldier's story. Oh, okay. Okay. Those are two of my all-time, and I saw a lot of movies growing up, especially ones that would play for a long time. We would know the whole dialogue by heart. Yeah. So forgive me, I'm not familiar with the first one. Kelly's story. Kelly's heroes. Kelly's heroes. Kelly's heroes. Yeah, the plot basically is is somehow these GIs in the war in France find out that there's 16 million dollars in gold behind the German line, so they decide to have an extracurricular activity and go get it. Ah, oh, wow. Okay. Clint Eastwood is in it, Tally Savalas, Don oh, Rickles. Wow. Okay, it's an all-star cast. It's hysterical. Donald Sutherland. Yeah. That's one you'll enjoy. Okay. And soldier what was the other story one? I think you know about. A soldier's story. Ah, okay. That's the one that's it's based on a soldier's play, mm-hmm. which obviously I just did. Right. Yeah. Uh, great. True story. Yeah, yeah, the movie version was super. Yeah, 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 that's what everyone was saying. I should uh-huh. really get to, you know, try to see that. Yeah. So we'll have to put it on the list, Roxy. All right. The list is growing. All right, it's your turn, right? All right. What is the greatest invention of all time? I would say probably electricity because all the other great inventions wouldn't work without it. True. Look what happens when we don't have it. True. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't get a Mr. Tony good podcast is what we <laughs> don't that. get. Yeah, right. Or we get People Mr. Get... Tony on an iPhone for PTI and <laughs> uh, all, right. all those other things. Whenever I say mine, which I think is air conditioning, I always say that. That's a caveat is that without you know, electricity. electricity, we wouldn't be able to have it. Mm-hmm. But When I was a kid, one of the synagogues that I went to did not have air conditioning. Ooh. And you sat there in your suit and tie Ooh. and you did not move muscle. And then... They would close the windows and doors because the rabbi couldn't hear himself speak properly. <laughs> so you had to sit and roast a little bit. But Oof. back when I was a kid, most of we had the window units and then the window units gave way to the central air conditioning when I was about 14 or so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's cooler where you all are from. Oh, but sure, if you yeah. move down here, we got nice air conditioning. Now, it is, I've lived here all my life and I think I can highly recommend it. It would be a great place for you to start and have a family. Oh, when noted. That time comes. All right. I just got a point. <laughs> yeah. right. Not today, maybe, but you know. Yeah, right, right. 
All right, not to change the subject or anything. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? You know, having watched millions of cartoons, I think I'll stick with Bugs Bunny. He was a wise ass, and he always ended up getting his way at the end. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and in the movie theater, I had a whole wall of cartoons. You know, they come on little reels because they only run seven minutes. So every movie theater had a wall of cartoons. If you need to make up time, add a cartoon, my dad would say. That's great. Awesome. All right. What three famous people, living or dead, would you want at your fantasy dinner party? Well, this is going to be weird because there's four of them. <laughs> That's and fine. So, although I could make a caveat. My late grandfather, my other grandfather, who I never knew, I would love to meet him, but it wouldn't have to be for dinner. Yeah. But as far as sitting down and meeting someone for dinner and spending the night and getting to know them, the three stooges, including wow. Shemp. I tell you what, I have absolutely adored them. Mm. And the idea to be able to sit there and actually talk to them, mm. yeah, that, that would do it for me. Yeah. yeah they are, they're my all-time favorites. I Excellent. love that. Love them. All right. And if you could shoot one condiment out of your finger, <laughs> what would it be? I think ketchup because I like ketchup on yeah. stuff. Because ketchup is all purpose. Yeah. So that way, at least you have it with you. Absolutely. Chuck says it's the sixth. Oh, it should be the sixth group. food group. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> All right, Roxy, rapid fire. All right, Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Coke Zero, actually. Oh, okay. Uh Cake or pie? Cake. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars, we played it for one year. I knew the entire movie by heart. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Totally understand. Garfield or Heathcliff? You know, I never really got into those. I'll pick Garfield. I guess I know him better. Right. Yeah. All right, cups up or down in the cupboard? Uh, Down. All right. According to my wife, if you leave them up, then all the dust and schmutz gets in the cup. Yep. Okay. But it's the schmutz. I well, don't it want depends. The schmutz. All right. Well, wait, wait. We've right. had this discussion <laughs> not in a while, so we're going to do this real quick. But it also depends if it's a closed cupboard or like an open air situation. Okay. Uh, Chuck, I'll be married 35 <laughs> years, November the 12th. If my wife wants the cups down, they're going to be down. down. Get it. Totally got it. <laughs> Chuck, information for life. <laughs> All right, last one, Roxy. All right, Uranus jokes. Not funny or never not funny? Never not funny. Excellent. Yes. No will bonding that question. Nope. See? Love I it. I love it. No, they're never not funny. Exactly. How can a planet name Uranus not be not funny? I, I mean, love you know, how you I know, right? That, that was the, so was, perfect. The, the enunciation was what makes that. <laughs> As one of my sons is always fond of saying to me when I say something, he'll say, well, Dad, you did go to school in the South in the 60s. <laughs> One of the funny ones was when I was in high school, they decided that they were going to teach us the metric system. And it wasn't right. You know, how can America be the only country that doesn't use the metric system? The teacher gets up and she opens up the book and she's teaching us about the metric system. This lasts for about 10 minutes. She closes the book and she said, you know what? This here ain't nothing but for communists. And she took the book and threw it right in the trash. Oh, no. Wow. And that was the end of the metric system. Okay. All righty then. <laughs> well, the other one was every Jewish kid growing up heard this question at least once. How many holidays do you people have? <laughs> yep. All right. Well, Larry, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. Now, is there anything we can plug for you? How can people get in touch with you if you want to be gotten in touch with? I guess the easiest way would be uh, Facebook. Uh, it's Larry Shore. My last name is spelled S-H-O-R, no E. So you can find me on there. I'm also a member of the various Tony uh, Show Facebook pages, and occasionally I'll 
comment on something, you know, and that's it. No, like I say, you know, nothing too exciting. Yeah, hey. oh, that's great. And we'll make sure we put that in the show notes. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over. Excellent. Although I wouldn't, if only under was available, desperate times require yeah, desperate right. measures. You're still going to use it. But you right. might Chuck I mean, Todd it. That's the old Pat Paulson joke. The guy's in the bathroom and there's no paper. And he bangs on the door next to him. And he said, hey, buddy, you got any paper in there? And the guy said, no, I don't have any. He said, well, have you got change for a 10? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, Larry, thanks again for coming on. We really appreciate the time. My pleasure. Best of luck, and we'll be in touch. Don't go anywhere, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Josh Cromwell from Moselle, Mississippi, and you're listening to the Loyal Little Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you, Larry, for coming on to meet the Littles. So cool. Such a good time. So many different... I don't even know the stories, yeah. like all the movies he was ripping yeah, off and stuff yeah. like that. And I always wondered what it might be like to work in a movie theater. I mean, I thought, how cool. It's almost like being an usher at a Broadway show, I guess, yeah, where right. you get to kind of get to see the show, mm-hmm. sort of. I mean, you've got some duties during the show to take care of. But for the right. most part, you just get to hang out and back, especially if there's empty seats, yeah. which a lot of times there are, unfortunately, yeah. but right. most times there are. Right. And you get to see the show. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they got, well, like you said, that was kind of mean, but they like to watch people jump. <laughs> and I know, I, I think I said this on like a, three episodes ago or something, but The Shark is Broken, I saw on Broadway. It's a new Broadway play, and yep. it's really interesting. It yep. really is. So check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before we get to also get to the mailbag, we should also bring this up. You just heard the episode, the interview. Obviously, you all know we pre-record those. Yep. We, since the interview, we have now watched uh, Soldier Story. We have. We did. We have. What'd you think? I thought it was very good and compelling. I was not expecting the person who did it to be yeah. the person who did it. Right. I was um, really careful not to say anything. You were. I never saw. Good no, on you. I, sh- I should bring this up. I never saw the movie either. Mm-hmm. That's why I also wanted to see it. Yeah. Obviously. You were saying it was pretty close to yes. the book oh, yeah. for the even, play. Even the dialogue. A lot of the dialogue was exactly the same yeah. as the play. Yeah. And but so I thought the acting was the great. Points. The yeah. only thing that was weird was some of the interlude music. Well, this was interesting because when I saw the cast, I was like, whoa, like Patti LaBelle. Yeah. Now that character's not in the play. Right. So they added that for yep. the movie. Yeah. And. And also the music was by Herbie Hancock, which Mm -hmm. I thought was kind of cool, except that it was very Herbie Hancock type music. Yeah, it was 80s. It just didn't fit the movie. No. It it was really, there were, like you said, the interludes especially. Yeah. It was really weird. That was like the one point in time where I'm like, oh, this was made in the 80s. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was was really hard to explain. But what's, what was that uh, rocket? Is that the name of that? His big hit? Sure. Herbie Hancock. I don't know. You don't know who Herbie Hancock is? I probably do. Oh, okay. I see. I thought you did. I thought you did. Okay. Anyway, so it was just weird, but the stuff in the movie, like the stuff that Patty was singing, that fits right in. It was all oh, blues. It's yeah, all blues. Yeah. Because one of the main characters, the military guys, he's a big blues singer. Yep. Yeah. Did Denzel's not, in it. Yep. Did not expect what happened to be the thing that happened. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, very, very interesting twist there for me in my brain of what I was expecting. So it's a very good movie. So that's a good suggestion mm-hmm. by Larry Shore. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, one more thing before we get to the emails. I, I know I keep saying that, but we just, <laughs> there's so much stuff. Uh, we just wanted to make sure we're plugging things still. Okay. The first one is don't forget to get your tickets uh, for Adam Ferrara for September 1st in Bethesda, Maryland. Yep. He'll be at the Bethesda Blues and Jazz Supper Club September 1st. Don't forget that. And then, of course, we haven't done this. We've totally left it out last episode. September 5th. 
La Cheeserie Night. Yes. Okay. Part two. Part two. Just go to lachiserie.com and all the information's there, everything you need, tickets yep. to the game, if you need lodging for the night, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, everything is there. Yep. Just head on over there and they'll hook you up. Yeah. Now, the big question, Roxy, is are we going to be there? Now, Jake reached out to me and so we're going to hopefully get in touch and have mm-hmm. a phone call and figure stuff out as far as... I mean, your schedule is the one that it's so funny, Littles, oh. that our lives have completely swapped. Yep. Okay. Two years ago or even a year. Well, yeah, just over a year ago, mm-hmm. it was, I was the always one. I'm like, well, I've got a show. I've got shows. I've got shows. I can't yep. do this. Blah, yep. blah, blah. Now your schedule is so cray cray that I'm the one that's like, hey, let's take an extra day and go here and right. let's do this. Right. And so we're going to try mm-hmm. as best we can, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's just one of us at least. Right. But I hope not because I want to do it I together because I'd too. like to do another episode up there. I know. That was like what kicked this whole thing off yep. with Tony recognizing us on the big show yeah, and things and like that. Yeah, and still here where yeah. we are. So Maybe we could get, if DG's cousin's going to be there. Oh, yeah. Maybe we could get them on the podcast. Uh-huh. That would be kind of fun. fun. Make sure you get up there. Syracuse Mets. It's Mets. really fun. It was a lot of it's fun. It's really, really it fun. It really was. Yeah. It's a great day at the ballpark. Yep. All right, let's get to the email, Roxy. All right, let's do it. Chuck and Roxy, I'm behind on podcasts, but I'm shocked that you were only about 90 minutes away. That was pretty good. Thank you. Shocked. Shocked that you were only about 90 minutes away from the Uranus Fudge Factory and didn't go there. You can insert your own Uranus joke in here, literally. Seriously, I'm glad you two enjoyed Missouri and the lake. Keep up the great work. Rob Schneider, episode 203. Okay. Yes. Now that came up many times. Yeah. I really fought for it. <laughs> no, I should say, you did, it's not that you didn't want to go. All right, first things first. What we originally planned to do was to fly into Kansas City. This is how much we thought this through, Little. Yeah. We were going to fly into Kansas City and then fly out of St. Louis. Yep. We only because for this. the Fudge Factory was on the way to the St. Louis airport. Yep. It's a little bit out of the way from heading back to to Kansas City. Right. So we knew it was going to be out of the way. Honestly, Littles, it came down for this trip to do we want to see Branson or do we want to see the Uranus Fudge Factory? Right. Now, I know a lot of you are going to think we made a really bad decision. <laughs> and part of me thought maybe the same thing, yeah, but I've been yeah. really, really wanting to know more about Branson my, yep. my whole life, essentially, yeah. and especially since I've known Tiny Chuck. I still can't believe that it is what it is, and it's not what I, I thought know. it was. But I'm still glad we did it. Same. Yeah, and unfortunately, it, it didn't leave enough time for us no. to get down to, uh, or up, I should say, to the Uranus Fudge Factory. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. <laughs> All right. Then we heard from Robbie Hayes, who sent us a really fun picture. Uh, so as we know, during Jingle Fest, our Jingle Golf got rained out. Yes. So these guys, and I'm on this email chain, and he very nicely said, if you all don't want to be on this email chain anymore, <laughs> just tell us and we'll take you off. But I don't know. It's kind of fun sometimes. Yeah. I might do that because uh-huh. it's all these local littles who actually play golf, and they're, they've just been trying to get a time when they could finally kind of have a Jingle Golf moment. Yeah. So I think there was a foursome, mm-hmm. and, uh, but we heard from Robbie Hayes. He sent us a nice pick, and he said, Chuck and Roxy, look at us old guys. Episode 234 and 246, we had a great day. Shad and I decided that you two are amazing humans. I said you were lovely humans. <laughs> now you are amazing humans. So, That's so nice. Um, yeah, that was really sweet. Yeah. I'm glad they had I'm a good glad time. They, I'm yeah, finally got I'm to just, go. Yeah, they got to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Roxy, what's the next one? All right, next we heard from Dave Spector, episode 13. We haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah. Top 10, yeah. Dave Spector. <laughs> he says, can we get a pronunciation check on Isle Chuck? 
Now, my ears aren't what they used oh, to dear. be, but I'm pretty sure I'm hearing you call Don Knotts' character Mr. Farley. Something about that didn't jive with my childhood 70s, 80s sitcom memories, so I double-checked, and it's actually Mr. Furley. Come on, man. What are we doing out there, man? Oh, for what it's worth, I prefer Mr. Roper. Nobody could deliver a double entendre with that cheeky smirk like... Norman Fell. Norman Fell. I love that you have... What, you get stumped up on it? Because it's spelled here as normal foul. Wait, what's it? <laughs> I didn't even read that. I mean, I just printed it out. I'm like, that's not. Oh, it says normal fell. It does. That's <laughs> funny. It's Norman. Okay. Yeah, I have to agree. Now, yeah. look, they both had their positives. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I won't even say either of them had negatives because mm-hmm. they're both. I will say Don Knotts. Please don't hate me, Bill, for saying this. I mean, he was a little over the top sometimes. Oh, always, but, th- but that's what but made, that's him, who what made him who he was. Mm-hmm. Right. Norman Fell was the complete opposite. He Nor- was like normal. Normal Fell, yeah. He was the complete <laughs> opposite where he just had these looks to the camera and uh-huh. like, to quote Dave Spector, cheeky smirk yep. like Norman Fell. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're both great. But yeah, so Chuck, it's Mr. Furley. Furley, I know. Not and I, Farley. I, anyway, I was close. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, it went this long. Yeah. That's what she said. Yeah, where's, whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, where's Bobby? Is Bobby, you know, still yeah. out there? Hello? 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 I mean, we know Sully. From Boston. Has been missing in action for quite a while. Yep. I and mean, he's still around. He still yeah, lingers. He, he lingers. lingers. He lingers. Mm-hmm. He lingers. All right. around. Then, here we go. Okay. And this is not episode 178. Okay. Chuck, look, we all like Simon. But you can't tease us with a toy piano intro to trick the listener into thinking this was a Sydney episode. <laughs> that was cruel. <laughs> Two. Well, should we answer each one individually? I think we can. If we're being honest, Sid was supposed to be on, mm-hmm. and she took ill. She, yeah, she, she wasn't feeling well. She wasn't well, feeling so well. She, she felt horrible. Yeah. She was like, I'm so sorry, because mm-hmm. she said she was going to do it. And she was going to come over. We're going to do the whole thing. And she took ill. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I was like, no, 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 no. Stay home. Stay yeah. home. She's and okay. Everything's she, oh, yeah, fine. she's fine. She's fine. Yep. But Simon to the rescue. Yeah. I thought. At least I thought. <laughs> and so, uh, if I'm being honest, I, we already had that whole name that tune thing. Set. It was going to be perfect with Sid. Yeah, right. And so I was like, we went the other eh, way we'll with just leave it. Simon, can you touch your piano? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, okay, <laughs> here we go. Two, if someone lets you use your bathroom, you have permission to use any other product in the bathroom. Towel, soap, shampoo, TP, toothpaste, all okay. Bidet, personal choice. The only <laughs> things I think that are inherently off limits are the toothbrushes. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. And Don't prescriptions, touch of course. We toothbrush. brought that up with someone else. Someone else said the same thing about prescriptions. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about the toothbrushes. Yeah, Chuck, I would never use your toothbrush. No. Well, well, that's different. Well, okay, thanks for that. Um, but, <laughs> but. Well, I hope you wouldn't use mine. Well, in a pinch. I mean, I guess in a pinch. Maybe. And or, I'm thinking, well, hello, know, it's, that that's would be fine. Husband okay. And wife, we share right. everything, but definitely not somebody else's toothbrush. No, absolutely not. Ever. That's a, never, 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 never. I didn't even think about that, though. That's mm-hmm. a good one. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. Three, speaking of medicine cabinets, and since you said you'd never look in mine, I'll tell you what you'd find <laughs> medicine. <laughs> and a note I printed up and stuck on the inside of the door that reads, it's okay. I probably looked in yours, too. <laughs> we got to get one of those, Roxy. That's fun. I love that. That's fun. All right. Four, the walkers cost more than $10. <laughs> oh, Was no. it awkward that I told you that? <laughs> nah. Five, 
The Maltesers are on the way. Oh. But the Robin eggs may arrive sooner. Oh. Right? What's this all about? What? We're not even telling Simon. We're just going to surprise him. It's not even Easter I for know, the right? Robin's eggs. It's the fall. Yeah, you're right. There's a place at Harvard Square I used to frequent which sold British candy, and I sampled a lot over the years. My top five candy bars that are hard to find here are, one, Bounty. What? Never heard of it. Two, Crunchy. Hmm. Never heard of it. I'm assuming it's like a, what's the one with the Krispies? The crunch bar. Hershey we call it, We crunch? just call it a crunch bar. I think so. Yeah. Probably. Three flake. What? Unless some of these are like misprints, I don't think so. Four Maltesers. Okay, we just mm-hmm, heard about. It. We mm-hmm. don't know. We're they're Still like don't really whoppers. Know what they are. Well, oh, we think they're yeah, like whoppers. Yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. what Simon said. Mm-hmm. And then five Yorkie. Now. Like peppermint. Well, patty? that's what I'm wondering. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Like the because British version of peppermint patty. That's what I'm wondering because we call it York peppermint patty. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if. We're probably way off. Probably. That could just be coincidental. But yeah. that's what I, that was the first thing I thought of. Interesting. Yeah. He said, I'll let you Google a description if Simon isn't there to describe them all. <laughs> At Christmas time, you could also get a box of Celebrations, which was like a British version of Hershey Miniatures. Oh. Those make excellent gifts. Hint, hint. Oh, like stocking stuffers. Uh, sh- sure. Maybe. I just think. He wants some. Oh, so. yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Six. Lastly, I hope Sid didn't suffer any bodily harm on the Bush League play. <laughs> if I'd seen that, I'd have been just as mad as Chuck and ready to throw down. But Aww. let's face facts. Sid seems like she can stand up for herself, <laughs> and I'd trust her more than me if fisticuffs were necessary. <laughs> Eric Londrigan, episode four. I love the word fisticuffs. Yeah, that's a good that's one. That's like my new favorite word. That's a word. good one. Yeah. And sorry to trick you. We didn't mean to be cruel, but I mean, maybe we did a little bit. A little I don't bit. Know. I thought it was kind of fun. Yeah. 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 All right. We tried something. So and maybe we'll come up with a new tune because mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's going to get this no one. No one's going to get this they one. They might. Hold on. All right. We'll give it another episode and see. Okay. Here we go. No one's going to get that, Chuck. Come on, Roxy. No, you never know. No, I hope. Come on, people. I didn't. Well. Not that that says much. I know, right? But. Anyway. All right. Well, we got to get out of here. All it's right. time. Thank you, Larry Short, for coming on to Meet the Littles. As always, a good time. We've got some really fun episodes coming up. Yep. We've got a couple. Should I spoil it? You know I love to spoil you things. You love spoiling things, Chuck. All right. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. We've All got right. something We've never done on the Loyal Littles podcast before. Yes. Technically. Yes. Right? Right. Is that what we came down to? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Okay. Yep. So that's coming up. We're not sure. It might not be the next episode. We'll see. But it's coming up soon. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We're excited for that. And Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything you need to know is right over there. And don't forget to give us a nice rate and review over on Apple and iTunes if you listen to your podcast over there. It is greatly appreciated and it does matter. Yes. It definitely does matter. Mm-hmm. All right, Roxy, after that episode, do you need some self-care? Yeah, sure. I might. Yeah. Where do we go? Modernselfcare.us. And if you need a book. Go to aaronsbooks.com. And don't forget, for both those websites, just use our code. LLPOD. Speaking of, I kind of want to give that part away. Oh. We might have another code coming up, yeah. Wills. So stay tuned for that. You're yeah. not going to want to miss that. That mm-hmm. was kind of exciting. That, so yes. we'll be back with more codes, it sounds like. But for now, if you are out shopping online tonight, Don't forget to use the code. Bye. Pardon me there, uh, Governor, but uh, we've got to go home.
podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Are you kidding? Oh, yeah.